This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and you're tuned in to the Retirement Ready Show joined by my compadres brad allen randy winkler hello hey tony how's everybody doing real good doing good we survived uh snowmageddon part six or yeah. four or, I don't you know i think it's the build-up for me you know all you hear on the news all week is snowmageddon it's going to be bad there's going to be 12 inches i'm like well, but that's you know that's a foot yeah, right we can handle that well we never it seems like lately we never get 12 inches. i know I know. Was doing some virtual appointment. You know, we have clients all over the country, and I was doing some virtual appointments with a couple in the South, and they've never been to Wisconsin. And they said, I said, it's, it must just be just walls of snow everywhere. And I said, no, we just don't get that kind of snow anymore, especially this year. Even, a, you know, five, six, seven-inch dumps we've gotten. A couple of days later, it's in the 40s, and it's all gone. Right. Yeah. It's enough to make it slippery for a couple of days, and yeah. then you're good after that. I remember when I was younger, my dad would get out with the snowplow or the snowblower and would have this long arm on it that would knock down the snow. And we'd have these these six-foot lines on either side of the driveway. And they probably seemed bigger because I was a little shorter back then. But that was a pretty regular occurrence right, where you right. weren't going anywhere until you, you carved your way out of the driveway. You know, in hindsight, we built a house a couple of years ago, and our driveway is probably 90 degrees you know so (laughs) when it's snowy and i haven't got out there and shoveled or or put some salt down or anything yet it's a little tough to get up that you know you have to put it in four wheel and you know but it's easy to leave right easy (laughs) to leave right out yeah (laughs) as long as you don't hit that mailbox on the way down you know i have some friends that live in jackson and their their driveway i think is just about a mile long and curves around so they have to have a little you know uh, runabout thing with a little snowblower on the front to even get to the mailbox yeah yeah it's something else i uh i live out you know a little bit west of milwaukee here in a i guess a western suburb and when we first bought the property um i bought me and the kids some little snowmobiles and i thought you know we're gonna get after it and just never really got enough snow to use them. Yeah. So I had to sell them. Well, I hope that continues and you don't get yeah, any yeah, use out no of your, your fun toys. <laughs> no kidding. But great topic this week, guys. I want to talk a little bit about kind of tax, the difference between kind of tax returns and tax planning strategies. We know the clock is ticking on the current tax rates, right? As the law is written, rates are going up in 2026. I know there's a lot of politicians that say not for the middle class, it's going up for everybody, right, in 2026. So, what we want to talk a little bit about the moves you you should be making to take advantage of these low tax rates before they're gone you know you don't want to be one of those people i think we've all heard these stories in the media and i can almost imagine the stories in 2026 where some reporters talking about high net worth folks you know wealthy investors that took you know different strategies they used to take advantage of the lower rates once 26 comes it's too late Right. So so you want to take advantage of those. Those strategies are available for all of us. And, Brad, I think this is something that's missing. You know, so many folks come in, maybe want a second set of eyes or haven't started their planning. But, you know, kind of forward looking tax planning strategies are often missing from the overall retirement plan. You know, we meet so many great folks that come in and they've been savers their whole life, right? They have 401ks, they have IRAs, they have non-qualified accounts, Roth maybe. 
But they have a they have a portfolio, but not necessarily a plan for how to utilize that portfolio into the future. Right? And that's a lot of the folks that we meet from all over the country is great savers. Yes. But what is the plan going forward? Because eventually you stop working. You get to this point where you're retired now. And, and the, the number one question is now what? You know, where do I draw from first? When do I turn Social Security on? What does healthcare look like? What tax bracket am I in? What tax bracket will I be in later on down the road? And often not not enough people are putting that plan into place. You know, they're, they're just kind of going through retirement and just taking money out as needed, but missing out on some great opportunities, especially right now. Taxes are lower today than what we know they're going to be in the future. So how do you take advantage of that? You know, with that portfolio, you have all these different types of investments, but what, you know, what is your income plan? If you retire at 62 and your income drops off, you might go into the lowest tax bracket of your life and I meet so many people at that at that stage that are taken from a non-qualified account at that point. Well, and maybe that's the right decision, but maybe you should be thinking about that 401k or an IRA at that point because you're going to pay the taxes fully on that account, but you're in the lowest tax bracket of your life. Or how much could you start converting to a Roth? You know, if you're in the 22% tax bracket right now, that bracket's going up to 25% after 2026. So how much can you pay taxes at 22% today versus a higher tax rate later? And, you know, it's, it's a, I think, you know, a problem in the industry is not enough planning for the future, only looking at today and yesterday. You know, a lot of people come in for their review appointment with their advisor and all they look at is how do they do the past six months or three months or whatever it might be. Not enough looking ahead and saying, OK, what can we do now that's going to make this look better six months from now? Um, so, you know, it's just that holistic plan. It's not just stocks and bonds. It's also income planning, Medicare planning, healthcare, uh, estate planning, tax planning. All these things have to work together because all of those areas individually will affect other areas down the road. And so many times people only have the investments. That's like only having the vehicle. You need the investments, but to use the travel analogy again, you decide first where you want to go and then you pick the vehicle. If you're going up to northern Wisconsin to do some fishing, your car will probably do fine. But if you're going to Disney World, you probably want a plane. You know, if you're going over to Europe, you definitely need a plane. And you might want to go first class. So you wouldn't pick the vehicle before you picked where you were going. For some reason, it's just kind of always been that way in our industry. Everybody talks about the investments. And I'm not talking about I want to have a million dollars. I want to have $10 million. The number isn't as important as the amount that you're drawing out. So taking a look at this is the retirement I want to have, not just from a spending standpoint, but what, what are we going to be doing? What's going to be, what are we going to find fulfilling? What are we going to spend our time on? And then you can say, okay, based on that, this is what we need for a vehicle. And sometimes people need to crank it up a little bit. Some, a lot of times they can back it off. I always love it when we show somebody, I'm like, hey, you know what? You're, you're taking a lot of risk. You don't need to take half that much risk. Let's make the investment part a lot more boring to make the, the plan part a lot more fun. Yeah, I think that planning is, is really the key because there are so many moving parts. I think for so many of us, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, somebody in your life said, hey, stick everything you can in that 401k because when you retire, you'll be in such a tiny tax bracket, you'll barely pay anything. And that's just not the reality for everybody, right? I mean, it, it's what we tend to be told when we're younger, but it doesn't end up being a reality. I mean, imagine someone in their 70s Maybe you have a pension, maybe you don't, but if you do, it's taxable income, right? Ordinary income. 
Social Security can be taxable depending on your your overall income. For most of us, it is somewhere between zero and 85% of it's included for taxation, right? And then at 73, if you did stick all your money in that 401k, Uncle Sam comes knocking, right? It's time to start taking that money out. It's called required minimum distributions. Maybe you don't need it or want to take it out, but you're forced to take it out. That's taxable income. As these different layers of taxable income come in, it causes more taxation on Social Security, could push you in a higher tax bracket. So planning ahead of time is really important. A lot of these strategies we talk about, frankly, are more effective if we can get them going before you hit required minimum distribution age in your 70s. Not saying if you're tuned in and you're, you're in your 70s, there's nothing you can do, but frankly, it is more impactful if we can start earlier, right? And that's, that's something that's really important to think about because these tax strategies are so impactful, right? And there's so many layers to them, it, it makes a big, big difference. I know, Randy, one of the things that we all do for our clients is figuring out ways we can layer different strategies and techniques to get the impact of a Roth conversion without the tax bill. Yeah, they can. if you factor everything in holistically, it becomes very interesting for us. It could be very complicated for other people, but we might take a look at, okay, if we're doing these tax strategies, maybe we want to defer Social Security to give us a few more years without that taxable income. In some cases, let's say somebody, all of their money they have is in IRAs and they have not a lot of tax flexibility. We might want to stake Social Security earlier to avoid taking those withdrawals because, as you mentioned, only a maximum of 85% of your Social Security would, would be taxable. So taking a look at those things and say, all right, we want to make these moves. But if we do that, this is now going to affect your Medicare premium. So it's just being aware of all of the different pieces. Uh, it, it's, it can be scary. It doesn't have to be. We've got the tools where we can, we can show you and strategize on the fly. And uh, it's something that we really enjoy doing and is, and is very, very impactful. And I think a lot of people, they kind of look at them like, okay, I kind of followed that but I trust that you know what you're doing and we have a plan. And we're like, we will, we will suck you in and give you as much information as you want. But some people are like, okay, I think I get the concept of a, you can do all the, the heavy lifting. Well, and taxes look different around the country too, right? I mean, if somebody in Florida or Tennessee is going to look different than somebody here in Wisconsin. So, you know, having the programs that also take into effect where you live, we meet people all over the country that it looks a little bit different, but you're always going to have those federal tax brackets that are going to change at some point. So what can you do here uh, in the near future to make that look better down the road for you? Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. And I think, Randy, one of the biggest risks that a lot of people don't realize and it's something if you're married we're all going to potentially be subject to is this reality it's a big tax change when you go from married filing jointly and then the, the the day that none of us want to come but does come where a spouse passes away and now we're filing in a single tax bracket yeah this is a really common thing i see and don't like it because there's not nothing you can do about it retroactively but when as you mentioned when you're married you file at a married filing joint bracket and when you file a single the brackets are just about cut in half so the one thing that is not cut in half is your required minimum distribution 
So I'll say if, if you go away, your RMD doesn't, your spouse is still going to be reliable for it. So they've got a shrunken tax bracket, but still a higher income. You could very easily jump to a higher bracket. In today's numbers, if you had an $80,000 RMD married filing jointly, that puts you right in the 12% bracket. So one of the spouse dies, dies that same $80,000 RMD puts you in the 22% bracket, which as we've talked about before, becomes the 25% bracket. So you're going from 12 to 25 just because somebody died and there's nothing that you can do at that point. So leading up to that, sometimes we're like, hey, let's, let's fill up in this example, the 22, maybe even the 24% bracket because we know we're going to be at 25 after the first death. It would be much easier if Everybody had their expiration date stamped on their forehead. Yeah. But since we don't have that, we have to plan for the different scenarios. And as I've heard Brad say, nobody's going to look back and say, boy, I wish I wouldn't have paid that low tax bracket yeah, back then 10 sure. years ago. <laughs> what we think is high now, we'll look back and I'm like, wow, remember when it was super low like that? <laughs> well, and, and that's a reality. And, and that, that risk, if you're married in retirement, you know, that's something once the first spouse passes, we really can't fix it. But there are lots of things we can do ahead of time if we're fortunate enough to meet that family. And we've even had scenarios where the first person passes, the remaining spouse actually has lower income, less amount of income, and they're paying more in taxes, right? So that, that single filing bracket can be really a, a bad position to be in. And then, Brad, one of the things we like to do, if you think back where we're kind of under this Tax Cut and Jobs Act, you know, that passed during the, the Trump administration, and that's where these rates go up at the end of 2025, right? The other big change we saw during that, Brad, was the, the increased standard deduction. But the downside is it meant a lot of people could no longer write off their charitable contributions. So one of the things we like to do is layer those strategies in. Yeah, I mean, if you're in your 70s now, a lot of these strategies that we're talking about, you're saying, well, it doesn't affect me as much because I'm already taking my RMDs and... But, you know, if you give to church or charity every week and you're used to just doing it from your savings account, there may be better opportunities or ways to take advantage of this, this tax code by doing it from a better place. So if you haven't heard of what they call QCDs, so Qualified Charitable Distribution. So that is a way to give money to church and charity, but from your RMDs, from your IRA, rather than your savings account. Because if you think the savings account, you've already paid taxes on that money, right? So there's no tax break involved there. But if you if you work with your custodian at the IRA and you send that that uh, qualified charitable distribution directly to the charity, it'll count as an RMD for you, but it won't count as income for the year. Right. So essentially, you're doing a tax free charitable giving. And it's just a better place to take that money from rather than paying taxes on the money from Social Security or from your savings account and then sending it over there. So ultimately, what you're doing is you're still giving the same way you were. They're still getting the full benefit of everything that you're giving, but you're also getting a tax break, a tax benefit for that as well. That's a huge strategy for anybody that is 70 and a half. That's the key. Right now, 73 is the magic age for required minimum distributions, but you can still start doing these QCDs at 70 and a half. If you remember, that used to be the age for RMDs until they moved it up a couple times. But for whatever reason, they kept those charitable distributions at 70 and a half. So you can take advantage of that a little bit sooner than when you have to start taking money out. And this is really what I would call tax planning 101. Very simple strategy, but it shocks me sometimes how many folks we meet that come in that are, you know, beyond 70 and a half in age and they just have never heard about it. 
you know, and you ask, well, didn't your advisor talk to you about this? And there's just kind of a blank look on their face. And I, I don't care if you're, you know, how much you're giving. If you're giving $20, this is a better way to give it if you're 70 and a half and have that IRA. And then, Randy, you know, for people who maybe aren't 70 and a half or giving differently, there's a great plan called Drake is an awesome financial advisor. <laughs> The DAF. Yes. I <laughs> know uh, that's uh, that was actually, my big joke for the week. Yeah, I've I like been it. Plant, been practicing it. Oh yeah, I need to uh, <laughs> need the crowd goes wild. <laughs> yeah, uh, DAF actually stands for a donor advised fund, and this is a way that you can kind of group your um, charitable contributions. So let's say you give ten thousand dollars a year, we can put ten years worth in, take the deduction all in one year. And then from that donor advice fund or DAF, you can distribute it to the charity over a 10 year period. What's really interesting, and I think we're very lucky and blessed to work with a lot of very charitable minded people, that there's a lot of really cool strategies. You know, we're not saying that, hey, you should do, you should be charitable to get the tax strategies. But if you're already charitable, there's a lot of ways we can do it. And I, Brad, you said something the other day that just kind of struck me like, do it, do it the, con continue your generosity, but do it in the most efficient way from a tax standpoint. You said it better than that. But uh, uh, yeah, so looking at these donor advised funds and the uh, qualified charitable distributions, we've talked about and geeked out on so many other different strategies here. Uh, so it's just, it's just something to take a look at and it can be very, very impactful you know, tens or hundreds of thousands, sometimes even more than that, uh, just by doing these strategies or layering them. We'll do this strategy up until age 70 and a half, and then we'll do this strategy at 70 and a half. And oh, by the way, after the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act sunset, the standard deduction is going to drop. So maybe itemizing then becomes a more appealing option again. So we have to pivot and on a yearly basis, take a look at the situation and plan for the year. And there's so many great strategies. These are some of the basics. Um, we, I had a client a few years back, had a highly appreciated building that we were able to get sold income tax-free, right? Normally be sitting on a pretty large capital gains bill. So lots of great different techniques and strategies. It's going to be very particular to your situation, the type of assets that you own, what tax bracket you're, you're, you're excuse me, tax bucket you're in, right? There's different types of taxes in our country. There's ordinary income, which is kind of what we're used to on our payrolls. And for most of us, it's the highest rates. There's capital gains. As long as you've held things for a year or more, for most of us, it's 15 to 20%. If you're higher net worth, it could be up to 23.8%. And then there's my favorite bucket, guys, tax-free. Tax <laughs> this has a nice ring to it. But for most of us, it's actually a couple of things that can go in there. But for most of us, we think about a Roth IRA, Roth 401k. Oftentimes when we meet people, so much of their wealth is that in that ordinary income tax bracket, right? That's your 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, 457s, thrift savings plans. If you're, you're a federal employee, right, there's lots of different plans in there. And sometimes we're just simply trying to level those out a little bit, right? If you think of the, a bucket, people have such a big bucket for those retirement and ordinary income accounts. And then their, their tax-free bucket is either tiny or non-existent. We can level those out or in a perfect world, if we can get everything shifted to that tax-free bucket, boy, your money lasts longer, passes on more efficiently. There's just so many great benefits to that. And that's the type of tax planning that I think is important 
for our clients. We will walk them through our retirement ready roadmap. That's a complimentary process with us. And a big step in that is taking a hard look at your taxes and seeing what tax strategies could be, could be implemented. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake and Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake and Associates LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake and Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake and Associates LLC.